morning, Grace Church. How are you this morning? Good. Welcome to Grace Church. My name is Justin Ross, lead pastor here at Grace Church, and we are in part two of a three-week series that we are calling Imagine If. And last Sunday, we talked about um, imagine if everyone knew their spiritual gift, how God had gifted them. Imagine if everyone knew how they had been gifted. And this morning, we're going to be talking about imagine if everyone deployed their spiritual gifts. They put their spiritual gifts into action. And then next Sunday, we're going to be talking about imagine if everyone developed their spiritual gifts. They continually made them better and used them for God's glory and for his kingdom. Um, So this morning, once again, we're going to be focusing in on deploying your spiritual gifts. And uh, I know for some of you here this morning that this may be your first time in church ever. I don't know. Maybe you haven't been in church in a long time. Maybe this is the first time you've ever even heard the term spiritual gifts, and that's okay. We are so glad that you're here. You are welcome here. You belong here. You see, the scriptures teach that each person has been placed on this earth on purpose and for a purpose. Okay? I kind of lost my voice because I was singing. That that music this morning was off the hook, right? That was awesome. That was so good. So you're going to have to bear with my uh, uh, lack of voice here. You see, we've all been placed on this earth on purpose and for a purpose. And God has uniquely created you and gifted you to live a life of purpose, a life of passion, a life that makes a difference. Like you are here on purpose for a reason. And God did not make a mistake when he made you. He designed you on purpose. He didn't make you on accident. And see, what happens is when an individual places their faith in Jesus Christ, when they believe in their hearts, when they believe at the core of who they are, and they say, yes, I believe Jesus lived. I believe Jesus died. And yes, at the core of who I am, I believe Jesus came back to life. And not only do I just believe that, but I am giving my life to this Jesus. When they say yes to that and they make that decision, the scriptures teach that the Holy Spirit, which is the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, after you make that decision, comes into your life. The Holy Spirit comes into your life and the Holy Spirit gives you a spiritual gift or spiritual gifts. Every single one of us who name Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and believe at the core of who we are, we've been spiritually gifted. The Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts. Every follower of Jesus Christ has at least one spiritual gift. And the Apostle Paul put it this way. He was writing a letter to a church in the city of Corinth. And this church was messed up. This church was struggling this church was infighting and a lot of gossip and they, they just, they weren't doing, uh, they weren't living out their Christian life how God intended. And so the Apostle Paul wrote a letter to them to try to help them understand and help them to, to know how God wanted them to live. And the Apostle Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians twelve seven, He says, a spiritual gift is given to how many? Come on, wake up. How many? Each of us. It's right there. Right there. We just read it. A spiritual gift has been given to each of us. It's not just my words. This is from God's word. 
A spiritual gift is given to each of us. So, here's the why. So we can help each other. So that we can bless one another. So that we can minister to one another. And this morning, we're talking about deploying our gifts. So once again, we talked last week about discovering, right? Discovering our gifts. Today, we're talking about deploying our gifts. And next week, we're going to talk about developing. But we're focusing on deploying our gifts this morning. When it comes to putting your spiritual gifts into play, a great place to start is with your mindset. It's how you think about how God has gifted you. It's, it's, it, it begins right here. What's your mindset when it comes to spiritual gifts? You see, most people, actually, let me clarify that. Most Christians come to church with what I call a guest mentality. Okay? They come to church with a guest mentality. So what is a guest mentality? They come to church, most Christians come to church with a serve me mentality. They come like with the mindset of a guest. And you see, like please understand that when newcomers enter this building, when they enter Grace Church, and let me just remind us that the church is not this building, okay? It's not these lights. It's not these walls. You are the church of God. But when newcomers enter this building, we are going to do our very best to treat them as honored guests. Like we welcome them. We, we want them to come in and to experience the love of God, to know that God is for them, that God is not against them, that he loves them, that he sent his son to die for them. But some Christians who've been going to church most of their lives, they still have a guest mindset. They still coming in, they're still coming in thinking, gosh, what's in this for me? They come in with this guest mindset. But I'm going to challenge you this morning that I believe the mindset of a Christian, okay, not a newcomer, but a Christian, the mindset of a Christian should be one of a host. I believe a Christian should have a host mindset. You see, the problem in the big C church is we have too many people acting like guests when we've been called to be hosts. We've been called to serve. We've been called to reconcile people back to God. Reconcile people back to faith. I love the song that we sang. It said, make a way for the king. That's really our job as Christians is to not point our finger at people who are not like us and not try to point out all their flaws and their mistakes. But our job is to point people to God. Our job is to help reconcile them. You see, we were separated from God when we sinned against Him. And to be reconciled, to be made right with God, that is the job of the church. That is the job of Christians. When it comes to deploying our, our God-given spiritual gifts, I want to encourage you to do these things. Okay, so write, write these things down. If you're not getting in anything out of church um, and you're walking away saying, I didn't even hear a thing he said, it's because you're not writing stuff down. Okay, so write this down. You've got to write this down. I encourage you to do these things. I encourage you to be a host rather than a guest. Those of you that are followers of Jesus Christ, have a host mindset. Come in looking who you can pray for. 
come in with an ear that's open, especially to the people of God to say, man, how can I encourage you? How can I build you up? Maybe have an an eye for someone that you can invite over for dinner or take to lunch after church. Or You have a host mindset. You're looking to serve. You're looking to make the people of God better. Secondly, I would say, make a commitment. This is going to be a challenging one for a lot of us. But I want to encourage you to make a commitment to your imperfect local church. Okay? Commit to say, gosh, this church is not perfect. I mean, look at the dude that's like the lead pastor. Gosh, I know it's not perfect. But I am making a commitment to, to serve here, to, to deploy my spiritual gifts in this church. I'm making a commitment to do that. Thirdly, I want to encourage you to be a giver rather than a taker. Like just look for ways to give. The scripture says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Let me, I guess, try to make it as clear as I know how when it comes to this guest mindset, host mindset. If you come in week after week and you walk in late, you sit down, you listen and you leave, and that's kind of what you do week in and week out, you're a guest. Okay? If you're not a Christian, we welcome you. Keep doing that because we want you to meet Jesus. But if you have been a Christian most of your life, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to move to, you need to be a host. You need to serve. You need to deploy your gifts. You see, I believe that God has gifted each and every one of us who are followers of Jesus Christ. And I believe we need to use those gifts to build the kingdom of God. We need to deploy those gifts. Lastly, I would say, and we've been talking about this a lot here at Grace, but I would encourage you to put your yes on the table. Okay? When it comes to deploying your spiritual gifts, one of the best places to start is just to say yes. Like, I can reason away everything, right? I can have excuses for everything. I can kind of wiggle out of everything. But when you say yes, all of a sudden you don't have any wiggle room. And you just commit. You say, yes, I I don't know how this is going to work out, but I'm going to say yes to serving. I'm going to say yes to giving. I'm going to say yes to praying. I'm going to say yes to loving. And then just watch what God does with your yes. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. The truth is, the only way that this thing called the church is going to work, the only way this is going to work is if God's people, okay, once again, you are the church. The only way this is going to work is if God's people deploy their spiritual gifts. They put them into action. Otherwise, we're just going to continue to play church. And I don't know about you, but I'm not interested. Like I want to see God move. I want to see the brokenness in our communities reconciled. I want to see people come to faith and their lives transformed. The Apostle Paul, once again, he's writing this letter to this broken church in the city of Corinth. And he said, this is, this is so incredible. Okay, follow me on this scripture here. He says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. Okay, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. That's giving reference to the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit is the source 
of all those spiritual gifts. Verse 5. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. Okay, that's giving reference to Jesus Christ. So in this section of verses, we see the Holy Spirit, we see Jesus Christ. Verse 6. God, that's giving reference to God the Father. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. This is so incredibly cool. When you become a Christian and you put your faith in Jesus Christ, the whole Trinity, the whole Godhead is paying attention to you individually. The whole Godhead is focused on you. And what happens is is the Trinity distributes the spiritual gifts. You see, like, imagine this with me. God is running the universe. Okay? He's a pretty busy guy. But when you put your faith in Him, He cares and is focused on you. That is so incredible. He's interested in you, in you personally, in you individually. God the Father says, I want to give you this gift, this spiritual gift. And this is what I want you to do. And I I want you to serve in this city. And I'm going to put you in this church. And I want you to do this ministry. And I want you to help these people. You see, He has a plan and a purpose for your life. The Holy Spirit comes and empowers you. Gives you the ability to carry out the gift that you've been given. The Holy Spirit helps you to do ministry like Jesus. You see, God is the one who gives out the gifts. Now, pastors, such as myself, or spiritual leaders, we, we cannot give spiritual gifts. I don't have the power. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I am not God, okay? I don't have the power to give you a spiritual gift. That comes from the Holy Spirit. I can't give you abilities. I can't give you talents. I can't give you spiritual gifts. But the Holy Spirit can, and He does. Verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us, to all of us. We've all been gifted so we can help each other, so that we can bless one another, serve one another. The reason we're given spiritual gifts is to serve others, bless others, to benefit others. Gifts are from the, the Spirit and they're given to edify the body, the church. The purpose is to strengthen the church. Once again, that's you. Okay, you are a gift to this church. You are a gift to this church. The Holy Spirit is in you and you've been given a spiritual gift so that you can serve, so that you can help other people. And if your gift is teaching, teach to the best of your ability. Teach about Jesus. Point people to Jesus. If your gift is encouragement, encourage others to be like Jesus. If your gift is administration, Help us to organize this growing church. Like God has sent you here on a divine purpose. God has sent you here to help us be a church that most resembles Jesus Christ. That's why you're here. God has sent you here so that many, many people will know His love and experience His love and be transformed by the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, we're in this thing together. We all have a part to play. 
we all have a part to play. Move. Make the decision to move from being a guest to being a host. It starts with a simple decision. Last Sunday, you heard Jen LaFrance share some of her spiritual gift journey with us. And what I wanted to do throughout this story is for you to hear real-life, raw stories of people in our church that are trying to discover their gifts. They're trying to deploy their gifts. You know, they're trying to develop their gifts. And I just wanted to remind, remind us that, you know, we're not expecting these people that come up here and share to have it all figured out. They're just simply sharing some of their journey with us in hopes that through their stories, you will be encouraged to take steps forward in discovering your gifts. You know, maybe their stories will help you to better deploy your gifts, or maybe their stories will inspire you to continue to develop your gifts. And this morning, I'm honored and I'm excited to have an incredible man here at Grace Church come and share his spiritual gift story with you. Uh, And he's an amazing man, has an amazing family. So would you please help me welcome Angel Hernandez to the stage, all right? Yep. What's up, Angel? I know you're a left side kind of guy. <laughs> how are you, buddy? Good, how are you? Good, man. Um, so this is Angel. You've probably seen him uh, playing the drums. Okay, I know you've heard him playing the drums. <laughs> and uh, I would say Angel has the loudest clap in southwest Colorado. Okay, It's like a musical instrument when he claps his hands. It's pretty incredible. Um, but Angel has been um, not only playing the drums, but he helps with college and young adult ministry. And uh, you guys recently went on a, a missions trip to Mexico, right? Yeah, we went to we went to Juarez and did some VBS down there for a full week. Awesome. And then uh, um, Angel also teaches at DHS, and you're a Spanish teacher, right? Yeah. DHS and Needham. Needham. All right. Cool, man. Hola. Buenos dias. All right. Uh, ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, ¿y usted? Um, ¿Cómo te llamo? Me llamo Angel. ¿Y usted? Okay. Okay. We're working on it. <laughs> All right. That's like my go-to when I'm confused. Okay? All right? I just keep saying that, and then I just pretend like I lost my hearing or something. But, um, so no judgment, Angel. Sure. Um, but just this first question, do you know what your spiritual gifts are from the Holy Spirit? I do. Um, they're faith, uh, teaching, and service. Teaching and service is kind of interchangeable. Awesome. Uh, but it's definitely those three. So faith, teaching, service, and I, I know the question I have is like, how did you come to find that those were your gifts? I mean, you seem pretty confident in that, so how did you discover that? The first part of it was going to, to Shape Inventory and using that tool and um, just being able to sit down with Chris and someone who's wiser than I am. <laughs> Chris? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just to be able to, to talk with somebody who kind of knew what they were talking about and yeah. just kind of go from there and figure that out and just you kind of have this reflective personality and figure out, okay, we're in moments of my life that I can see that working in my life. That's awesome. I know you've been able to share with me personally just some of the stories of how faith has played out in your life. And I know even just becoming a teacher, you know, oh, yeah. faith has really played a part in that. And I was hoping that maybe you could just share with the church that story of like how you became a teacher at DHS and at Needham. Because I think it's an incredible story of faith. Yeah, um, there was, I, I worked in insurance before I became a teacher, and I was dissatisfied with what I did, not to say that there's anything wrong with the industry, because I know when people hear insurance, they just, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, 
But I was just dissatisfied. Not it had anything to do with my coworkers. Not that it had anything to do with my boss. I had a great boss. I just I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't fulfilled. I didn't. I woke up waking. You know, wake up in the morning saying, "I don't want to go to work today. I don't want to go to work today." And so um, I had some friends that are teachers, some very close friends of mine. They said, "You know, you taught in college for a while. Why not?" look into that. Why not see what that's like? And in that moment, I kind of had this, this light bulb moment thinking, well, one of my spiritual gifts is teaching, so why not? Let's look into it. Um, and I interviewed and I applied to be part of this residency program to be a teacher. And kind of, you know, this happens in April. Come May, beginning of June, um, I get a phone call like, hey, we've placed you in the district. You're going to be in Ignatian. I was like, oh, great, awesome. By the way, you're going to be unpaid for the first year. And it kind of like hit me like a ton of bricks in this moment of, great, now I'm a teacher, awesome, but I'm, I'm not going to be paid, I don't know how I'm going to provide, what am I going to do, I'm kind of going all over the place, and so, um, you know, it was, my prayer went from being, God, I want to be a teacher, to God, I need, I need, I need, um, because this is, this is kind of scary, and I remember being at small group, um, and just having this encouragement given to me, um, just being said, you know, you're stepping in the direction that God wants you to go, and you're doing that, and it's hard, and there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with it because you can't see the end result of all of that, but God does, and God knows exactly what he's doing. So rather than say, God, I need, God, I need, I need, I need, say, you know, just pray instead, God, I want to be excited for what you're going to do with my life, for the way that you're going to use me to impact the people around me and impact the students that I'm going to be able to, to be with every day. Um, and that for me was this, this kind of this huge moment. Um, and so my prayer changed. I went from saying, God, I need, you know, I had this moment of, okay, I know that you're going to provide because, God, you've called me to this and you've brought me to this point. So, God, I want to be excited for what you're going to do with my life, for the way that you're going to impact the people around me, for the way that you're going to allow me to impact these students that so need you. Um, and shortly thereafter, I get a phone call from Meetum, um, and they say, hey, we have a, a part-time Spanish teacher position open. We want to interview. We want to bring you in give you an interview. I interviewed, I get a call a couple days later saying, hey, this is what we're going to offer it to you. All you got to do is sign this dotted line and you're set. And I signed very quickly. <laughs> uh, and so it was one of those, I was like, awesome. Thank you, Lord. I mean, it's only part-time, but still, you know, it's it's a means for now. And then, um, you know, I was getting uh, my heart and my mind ready to go to Juarez. I get a call. I remember this moment exactly. I was driving from Edgemont. I was with my wife and I was with my kids. We're driving past Edgemont, going to town. We're going to take our kids to the rec center. We're going to go swimming. And I get a phone call from the principal at the high school. He said, hey, uh, we have a, a part-time Spanish teacher position open as well at the high school. Um, we would, we'd like to interview. Can you get here in half an hour? I was, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I haven't showered yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can be there in half an hour. Drive to the rec center, take a quick shower, and then, you know, yeah. drive over to the high school. I interview. Um, and they tell me, like, well, we'll get back to you at the end of the day. Didn't hear back from them. I'm thinking, I'm not going to be phased by this. I'm not going to let this affect what I do in Juarez. I go to Juarez. Um, you know, God does incredible things in Juarez. We come back. We get across the border. I turn my data on. I'm checking my emails, refreshing the page with this anticipation and nothing. So I think, well, maybe they went another way and they just forgot to email me, whatever the case may be. We get to Wendy's. and We're at Wendy's. I get an email from the principal saying, hey, we brought you on. We'll see you tomorrow. Wow. Awesome. I was like, oh, Cool. Yeah. Wouldn't have mattered if you told me before because I still couldn't lesson plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was just kind of this this incredible moment of um, kind of seeing faith play out. 
going from being told you're, you're going to be in this position, you're going to be unpaid, to being a full-time teacher, albeit at two schools, but I teach full-time, I get paid, which is nice. That helps, um, yeah. <laughs> that helps that tremendously. Helps. <laughs> so that's been, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's been pretty incredible, and I love and I love everything about it. Kids are challenging sometimes. That goes without being said, but... Yeah, I think it's incredible. As you were talking, I just couldn't help but think, you know, your, your gift is faith, and it's obviously playing out in your life, but your gift is also teaching, and here you are in... You know, teaching at the high school and at Needham, at Needham, and I think it's just a great opportunity to remind the church that you know your spiritual gifts are given not to just function in these four walls, but to function wherever you're at. Um, so, I mean, you're using your spiritual gift of teaching in in the workplace and the work environments that you're in, which I think is incredible and makes me go, man, God is so smart. Um, he's so good at what he does. So that's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um, I know uh, your gift of service too. If maybe you could just give a just a an example of how have you seen that play out in your life? I, I like to serve. I love to serve people. Um, I don't like being in front of people. People that know me really well, those of you that are out there, know that I'm a pretty awkward person when I'm in front of people, which is kind of the irony of my life that God has called me to be a teacher. Yeah, I have found <laughs> that is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I love to serve in any way that I can, and and you know one major way that I can do that just happens to be with music. Um, just being a drummer and being able to do that. And so that's, I think that's a, a great example of how service has played out in my life. That's very cool. Yeah, I know with the gift of service, I've had some people say, like, man, how does this gift play out? And the gift of service, it, the, the short answer is everywhere. Um, when you have the gift of service, you're basically, uh, you can play any position because you're just willing to jump in. You're willing to do what God asks you to do. And I have I've definitely seen that in Angel's life, not just playing the drums, but you know, on your trip to Juarez and how do you say it again? Juarez. Juarez. And uh, you know, uh, you know, just the way you serve in the college and young adult uh, young adult ministry, um, Angel's just not afraid to dive in. He's not afraid to um, serve, and I think that's incredible. I would ask you, how would you encourage other people? You know, there's there's some of us sitting here who still may not know what their spiritual gift even is. So how would you encourage them, or why would you encourage them to find their spiritual gift? You know, I think there's some incredible fulfillment to be found within your spiritual gifts. Um, you know, being a teacher is hard. Those of you that have been teachers, you know that. Um, but it's, I, I don't think I could do anything more fulfilling besides be a father and besides be a husband. And, you know, people that have, that know their spiritual gifts, that have discovered them, have been such... Impact, have made such an impact in my life. And, and most of you know um, about how my son was was deaf for a while and, and, and God healed him and he had this, you know, all of a sudden now he can hear and it was just an incredible, incredible thing to go through. But there was a lot of people that prayed. There was a lot of people that had the spiritual gift of faith that prayed. There were a lot of encouragers that encouraged us through that journey and, um, you know, some people that had wisdom that, that gave us that wisdom and imparted that onto us. And I think that's one way that, I mean, I would encourage you to know that. I mean, I think it goes without being said. If someone's going through a hard time in their life, to offer encouragement regardless. But, you know, coming from those people, it was such a, you know, it was such a great thing to hear and to feel during such a difficult time in our lives. Man, that just impacted me in the fact that it made me think if, if people don't use their spiritual gift, if, if your spiritual gift is atrophying, you're not using it, it actually hurts the body. It hurts. Like I was just thinking, what if those people of faith didn't use their gift? Or what if they didn't encourage you during that season with your son? Like, that would have hurt you, you know? And yeah, so I think it's been, so important. To, would have been, I think it would have been more difficult than it was. Yeah. 
And I, I go back to the scripture where Paul said, you know, each of us have been gifted so we can help one another. And um, I guess let me just finish by asking you, Angel, like, um, how would you encourage people that are just like, maybe they feel stuck. Um, you know, you talked about your workplace, you know, before you became a teacher and stuff. Once again, it wasn't the workplace. It was just you weren't in the right spot, maybe. But you were uh, saying, gosh, I, I don't want to go to work today. You know, there's, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way often. But what encouragement would you give them to say, man, keep, keep striving, keep journeying. God will show you your gifts. It's, it's, it's a journey. I think, you know, it's, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be moments where, you know, you, your inner self wants to come out and say, this, I want this to be about me. And it's not. It's not. It's it's about the Lord. It's, God has gifted us in this way, and, and 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 God has made you His son, He made you His daughter, and brought you into that fold, and has given you salvation. So why not give back with what He's given you? Um, you know, why deviate from someone that's almighty and all powerful that can do all things at any time when He so desires to? That's that's kind of my thought process on that. It's kind of the encouragement I would give you is. It's never too late to know what they are, to know what your spiritual gifts are, and it's certainly never too late to serve to serve the Lord and to serve His people. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Church, if you would, join me in praying for Angel and uh, for his family. Uh, I just, I don't know about you, but I think it's just encouraging to hear from God's people and how He's working in other people's lives. But if you would, join me in prayer. Father, thank you for Angel, um, and I'm so thankful for this man and for his family. I'm thankful for his faith. Um, I know he just shared two brief stories with us about his teaching job and, and the journey that his son went through. But there are so many ways that faith is playing out in his life that he could share many stories with us. And I'm, I'm just going to ask, Father, that you would continue to sharpen this spiritual gift of faith in his life. Lord, he's in an incredible position as a teacher at the high school and at Needham. And I pray that you would continue to... Um, develop that spiritual gift of teaching and help him to deploy that gift in even greater ways and give him clarity on on how to do that. And Lord, his gift of service, Lord, I just pray that he would continue to serve you by serving um, your people and by playing the drums and helping with college young adult and and just so many other areas, Father. I pray for his marriage to Katie. Um, I pray for his children. God, I just pray that you'd help Angel to be an incredible husband and an incredible father. And I pray that your hand of favor and blessing would be upon he and his family's life. And Lord, that you would make their path straight, that they would have clarity on the next steps that they need to take and the direction that they're living their lives, Lord. Um, father, we, we put the Hernandez family in your hands and pray that you would bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you guys would give Angel a round of applause, that'd be awesome, man. Thanks, Angel. That's incredible. I, I wanted to just end this morning by just giving a couple brief examples, real practical examples of how spiritual gifts can be deployed. And so just really quickly, I just want you to see maybe from different angles or different lenses or my whole idea is to maybe trigger some more ideas of how you can deploy your spiritual gifts. But let's say you have the gift of wisdom. If God has gifted you with the spiritual gift of wisdom, you could be a small group leader because you're interacting with people on a regular basis and you're giving counsel and you're giving advice and you're helping people navigate life decisions and you have wisdom to interject into that. I always 
think of wisdom as like street smarts. And you just, you know how the world works. You know how it functions. And you're able to speak life into people through wisdom. You know, others with the gift of wisdom would be great biblical counselors. You know, helping people through marriage issues or problems in life. People with the gift of wisdom would be great recovery leaders, helping people overcome addictions. You know, someone with the gift of wisdom would be a great mentor. Someone that could just sit down with a younger believer and say, hey, can I tell you some things to do, maybe some things not to do because I've learned through experience. You're just sharing that gift of wisdom. What about someone with the gift of knowledge? You know, I I think of knowledge as book smarts. Okay, Wisdom is like street smarts. But the gift of knowledge, like you just know stuff and it stays in your brain somehow. I mean, you just have this gift. You're smart. You have this gift of knowledge. I mean, how cool would it be if you could help us as a church write small group curricula? You know, you know God's word inside and out. You just know stuff and you could help us to lead leaders. You could help us in, in, um, you know, coming up with some curriculum for small groups. Someone with the gift of knowledge helps us to stay straight on our theology, just to make sure that our theology is sound. Sometimes people with the gift of knowledge, they make great teachers. And I say sometimes because sometimes they don't, okay? Let's just be honest with our spiritual gifts. As a a church, we get a ton of questions from people about theology or about the Bible, and you could help us research out, you know, the answers. And, you know, someone with the gift of knowledge Gosh, you have all kinds of opportunities, even in the secular world, um, to use your God-given knowledge to glorify God. You know, we heard some examples from Angel in regards to the gift of faith. We talked about the gift of being a servant. You know, what about the gift of administration? And you could help us lead. You could help us organize. You You could help us structure things so that we can take better care of people. You see, these are just a few examples of spiritual gifts But there are many others. There's the gift of leadership. There's the gift of healing and prophecy and the gift of discernment. And all these gifts are given to the body so that we can help one another. The question that I want to end with this morning, and I want to challenge you with, is what's your part in Grace Church? it, It has to start here. You have to discover... And often discovery is through trial and error. Sometimes you just have to get involved. And sometimes that's how God uh, reveals your gift to you. We, we have the tool of the shape inventory. It's just a tool to help you discover how God has gifted you. But you need to discover it and you need to deploy it. You need to, you need to get it into action. Because like you heard from Angel, if it's not deployed, it actually hurts you. It hurts other people that would really benefit from your spiritual gift. I want to ask you, like, what part are you going to play? Like, why, why has God brought you here to Grace Church? Why are you here? Maybe He brought you here to become a Christian. Maybe that's the step that you need to take. Maybe you need to say, gosh, I've never put my faith in Jesus Christ. You need to get in. You need to ask Jesus to save you. Maybe you need to go public with your faith through baptism. And then when you do that, you need to help us impact and fight the darkness that's rampant in southwest Colorado. That's why we exist as a church, is to bring light into the darkness. And that's best accomplished through love. Loving God and loving other people. Would you ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight 
as to what part you should play here at Grace Church. Man, what passions do you have? What desires? What, what's your dreams? What abilities do you have? Those, those can be God-given. Next Sunday, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the how. Like, how can you develop your gifts? How can you sharpen your spiritual gifts? You know, what's the, what's the best way to, to continue to grow your spiritual gifts? But I just want to end by saying, ask God. Say, God, would you please show me how you have gifted me? He's not trying to hide it from you. God, please show me how you've gifted me so that I can move from being a guest to being a host, to being a servant, to being someone that really helps build the kingdom of God. Discover how God has gifted you and then deploy those gifts. Church, don't let those spiritual gifts atrophy. Don't let them do that. That's not why they were given to you. Let me close in prayer this morning. Father God, once again, I pray for my friends. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would save those who are far from you today. I ask that you would work a miracle in their hearts. I pray that you would give them a love for your son Jesus and a hatred for sin. I pray that you would give them everything that they need. Holy Spirit, as well, I ask that you would show each of us our ministry here at Grace and ask that you would empower us to do that ministry well. Holy Spirit, thank you for for the gifts that you give so that we can serve like Jesus served. I pray our church would continue to be more and more like Jesus, and I pray that our church would be filled with more and more people who are like Jesus. God, I pray that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask Katie to come, and she's going to